Good day, everyone. Now we're on to Chapter 5, and we're going to talk about primates, uh, both in the past and the present. And primates are an order of animals. They're about um, 250, 275, depends on uh, who, you, uh, who you read. Uh, but we're going to cover uh, common primate traits in terms of uh, what distinguishes us from other orders of animals in terms of our anatomy, the various living primates. Uh, distinctive hominin traits, and hominins essentially are any one of the primates that walk on two feet, us and our immediate ancestors. Uh, the emergence of primates, that is how they came to be. Uh, emergence of anthropoids, and again, uh, here we're talking about um, uh, uh, old world monkeys, new world monkeys, and, um, and humans, uh, are the great apes. Uh, and then, et cetera, the emergence of hominoids and the emergence of hominins. And uh, hominin is essentially any kind of uh, primate that works, walks on two feet. Uh, hominins, as you'll uh, come to understand in Chapter 6, um, emerged about anywhere from 5 to 7 million years ago. That's when uh, the common ancestor of, the, uh, of chimpanzees and humans uh, existed. And at that point, chimps went on. A particular evolutionary um, ride and we went on another ride. So we're going to talk about some of the physical features and the social features. Uh, one thing that's lacking in this textbook is a discussion of a lot of the different social features of, um, of primates. Um, don't quite know what to do about it but uh, I wish the uh, chapter would, was, was more expansive in that regard. Uh, here are some of the physical traits that um, are commonly found in primates. A rotating forearm, I'll demonstrate that in a minute. A collarbone that's kind of um, wide and, and, and loosely attached, very flexible. Flexible hands, uh, instead of having you know, uh, feet that are kind of platform-like, um, most uh, primates have uh, uh, hands and feet that are very flexible. Stereoscopic vision, that is forward-facing eyes, opposable thumbs. Um, and then a large brain. Here's kind of a, a look at some of the anatomical um, features. If you look at the forelimbs up here, we have this a situation where we can rotate them. So the best way I can explain it is hold your hands out, and then we can turn over inside like this. Um, primates are about the only species that can do this kind of rotation, and it's really important. Uh, for an arboreal kind of uh, adaptation. Uh, Forward-facing eyes with stereoscopic uh, vision in that uh, we can see with greater uh, depth perception. Here's uh, the opposable um, uh, thumbs or toes and, and thumbs, if you will, on the um, hind limbs and, and the forelimbs, but essentially we have this ability to grasp which was uh, really important for an arboreal life and indeed uh, most primates are uh, to some degree or fully uh, boreal. And then we have a uh, not only larger brain per uh, body weight than most mammals, uh, but we also have a diminution of the olfactory uh, bulb. Uh, as you see here in, the, in, in, in a cat, here in a human, it's really tiny, so we kind of lost the sense of smell. It's not quite clear why, except probably that the sense of smell was um, unimportant. But our visual areas have also uh, increased, and uh, this is really um, uh, important for primates because vision is their uh, 
primary kind of way of sensing the environment. Um, the order of primates is often divided into two suborders. Uh, we have the prosimians, and these are very small animals, uh, commonly nocturnal. Uh, they eat insects, and so they're insectivorous. Or if they don't, they eat gums of trees, but very kind of small uh, things. And um, they are fairly rare, except uh, usually found in the island of, of Madagascar. And they're kind of like primitive cousins, and that anthropoids essentially consists of old world monkeys, the great apes, and the new world monkeys are the main uh, subdivisions uh, in the anthropoids, uh, but they're, you know, are what we would call essentially monkeys, apes, and humans. Um, prosimians resemble other mammals more than anthropoid primates do and include lemur-like forms, loris-like forms, and tarsiers. Um, you know, know in general that the prosimians are small, uh, but don't pay attention to a lot of the detail uh, in, in the text about what's the difference between a lemur and a loris and a tarsier. Um, anthropoids, anthropoids include humans, apes, and monkeys, basically, and the monkeys divided into uh, new world monkeys and old world monkeys. The primary distinguishing factor in the new world monkeys, that is, uh, monkeys in um, Middle and South America or the New World. Uh, they have prehensile tails. Old world monkeys may have tails, but they don't have a kind of prehensile ability that is, old world monkeys can't easily, uh, if they do happen to have tails, to hang by the tails uh, at, at all. And then there's some uh, divisions within the old world monkeys, columbine monkeys and cercopithecine uh, monkeys. So kind of know those distinctions, especially between uh, New World and Old World monkeys. A um, way of, of uh, uh, looking at it is that the um, um, the uh, New World monkeys over here, the, the platyrenes, and you know that means, platy means literally flat actually, but rhines has to do with nose like rhinoceros, which means nose horn, and katiha range, which means narrow nose. And so here are some of the uh, distinguishing uh, characteristics, and I mentioned a uh, prehensile tail, uh, differences in, in, in the molar count, uh, and um, ischial callosities, kind of an odd thing, but essentially has to do with calloused areas of the rump, uh, because uh, they sit uh, very often when they're doing a variety of, of activities. And again, the tail exists, but it's uh, non-prehensile. However, it is extremely useful invaluable as a as a kind of balancing device imagine a uh, tightrope walker uh, who has a bar for to help out in, um, in in the balance and this is what these tails are essentially used for whereas in newer world monkeys uh, they are uh, not only for balancing but they can actually act as like a fifth limb and hang on to um, uh, branches then if you look at the hominoids uh, they include uh, three different groups, uh, hylobatids, which are gibbons and siamangs, and if any of you uh, ever happen to go down to Henry Dorley Zoo, you can see some uh, really amazing uh, gibbons. Uh, watch them uh, fly literally from branch to branch. They're incredible leapers, can leap you know, over 20 feet, uh, and uh, they're really fun to, to watch. So these are sometimes called the lesser apes. Then we have the pongids, which are Orangutans, gorillas, and chimpanzees. Obviously, the pongids are 
are much larger. Gorillas can, male gorillas can weigh up to 450 pounds. Um, male rings up to 350 chimps. Eh, 125 is pretty big for a male, so they're really large. And then uh, what they call hominids, and it's actually they're hominins, uh, so write that down, or humans. And essentially, this refers to uh, any of the uh, more or less direct ancestors uh, to humans that are discussed in Chapter 6, uh, essentially representing a, a split uh, between our most closely related um, a hominoid, which is the chimpanzee, the common ancestor to both existed about um, five to seven million years ago. And from that period of time, as I mentioned earlier, uh, chimps and humans have gone on independent evolutionary trips. Uh, here are some of the um, differences between the old world monkeys and uh, and the apes. And so apes are in that area, you know, kind of united with old world monkeys. And uh, one of the kind of distinguishing features is actually two is the uh, Bunodont molars has this kind of Y5 uh, pattern that's described in your text. And also what's known here as a diastema, which means uh, an open area. And it's actually to allow that upper uh, canine to fit uh, into the uh, into the lower jaw so they can close completely and uh, you look at these canines and these canines essentially are designed uh, to um, deal with other members of the group intergroup uh, aggression there's quite a bit of a dominance fight that goes on in all primate species uh, and in fact they're pretty rugged and bloody-minded uh, organisms uh, to begin with if you look at the mortality rates that that we find uh, in um, uh, many of the uh, uh, old world primates and by that you know there's a lot of intraspecific uh, killing that goes on and these uh, teeth here are the um, uh, main uh, weapons used. So we'll look at some of the distinctive hominin traits, uh, their physical traits and behavioral abilities. Um, hominin and so again what we're talking about here uh, are the uh, uh, critters that eventually came, became uh, humans, uh, they're completely bipedal. They have a large and complex brain. For example, um, chimpanzee brains are about 400 cc's, as you learn in um, chapter, um, the next chapter, chapter 6. Uh, brains begin to enlarge to from 450 to 600, all the way up to 1200 cc's, uh, our cranial capacity. Uh, or cubic centimeters and for the cranial capacity. And the teeth tend to be um, not specialized. And what we would say instead of not specialized, they're generalized. That is, they can be used for a variety of different purposes. Um, some of the behavioral abilities, the distinctive hominin traits include tool making, language, division of labor and food getting, and food sharing. Now, what we do know is that this definitely does apply to humans, uh, these three characteristics. Tool making uh, probably did apply to hominins. Uh, we know that chimpanzees make a variety of tools, in some cases up to uh, any one group you might find six different uh, tools including such uh, things as uh, straws for fishing termites and also they can fashion these uh, rough spears that they use to kill animals hidden in bowls of, of trees language we don't know when that emerged and the division of labor and food getting 
and food sharing, which while is widespread among humans, uh, again, these last two factors, uh, we really don't know when they uh, emerge, and they, but however, all three do uh, exist in humans. So the, the textbook you know, kind of overstates these, these sorts of things as distinctive hominin traits. Um, there's a number of pages on the emergence of primates, uh, talking about the uh, Paleocene, the Miocene, and these various different forms. Don't worry too much about this. Uh, there won't be any questions on the uh, on the test. Ask about them, but still gives you an appreciation uh, for an attempt to understand uh, the emergence of these kind of um, uh, important primates that are very closely related to uh, to humans. And here's kind of you know an, an overall uh, map of the phylogenetic tree. Uh, you know, uh, starting uh, about um, um, oh, the earliest states we have are about 75 million years ago. Uh, the primates began to develop as an order. And here we have uh, the uh, lesser primates, the uh, um, uh, lemurs, loruses, uh, tarsiers over here. And the New World monkeys, Old World monkeys, lesser apes, which would include uh, gibbons. Uh, and then, you know, these kind of dead-end uh, uh, apes here in the Miocene. And so this just kind of gives you a nice uh, overall uh, a picture of the, uh, you know, relationship through time. Um, don't worry about this in, in, in your too much, except that it, you know, uh, helps us understand why we have New World monkeys and Old World monkeys, uh, you know, way back when. Uh, we had uh, this uh, kind of connection, and um, the primates were, you know, spread in North America, uh, and, uh, or, or excuse me, we'll just call this whole area here, uh, the New World, the Old World, when it split, so then uh, the New World monkeys began on an independent uh, pattern of evolution compared to Old World uh, monkeys. Uh, you know, the emergence of primates, you know, what are they all about? Well, uh, it looks like they evolved from primates that, that are, are from animals that were insectivores, that they eat, ate insects, and they were uh, in the trees. And um, later shift in diet probably distinguished primates from, from insectivores. Uh, many of the uh, lesser uh, primates, uh, like the, uh, the lemurs, uh, still have an uh, insect diet, and even chimpanzees. Uh, eat um, uh, termites and 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 some ants, and so it's always been kind of a part of our uh, of our diet. Um, there's some ideas about you know um, what was the distinctive adaptation that led to the development of primates. One idea is the visual predation um, theory. Uh, there's some critique of this, although I think it's got a lot of um, uh, uh, merit to it, uh, but Cartmill and Sussman are mentioned uh, in your text, uh, and about you know the, this issue of you know visual pre uh, predation and going after insects, but then also being able to go after fruit and tender shoots uh, in trees, um, and so anyway we get these kind of basic features: uh, forward-facing eyes, allowing stereoscopic vision, as you saw before, fingernails, and not claws. Uh, and uh, reduced snout are related to food getting and get the renewed snout is probably has to do with the diminution uh, in, um, in smelling with a greater focus on insects which enhanced uh, vision. 
And then, um, you know, the fossil record is really, really spotty uh, in terms of looking at the uh, emergence of anthropoids. In chapter six, it's, uh, it, it's, it's richer, and there are a lot of really exciting and interesting finds, and that is what we will, um, you know, begin to, to take on uh, after this chapter is over with. Um, forget about the oligocene anthropoids, the parapithecids, and the propylpithecids. Uh, you know, this is uh, interesting, uh, but, you know, we're kind of like diverging into uh, basic uh, paleontology, and again, and I wish they would have had more information on on primate behavior. Um, and again, the emergence of hominoids. Uh, looking at the early history, don't worry about this too much in your textbook. Uh, same thing at uh, the early Miocene uh, proto-apes, although do pay attention to proconsul because proconsul is kind of a, a central uh, kind of creature uh, that uh, is uh, kind of like the first real ape uh, that we see uh, that, you know, led to um, Pongins or, or orangutans and uh, gorillas and chimpanzees and ultimately humans. Um, and again, the middle Miocene apes, um, a lot of these are essentially dead end. Um, they've, they've left no uh, survivors for their uh, uh, various uh, genuses here. Um, and also, um, again, don't pay too much attention to this uh, material here. Uh, in the course, it's, it's overly detailed, and again, we could have spent more time talking about primate behavior. Um, the divergence of hominids and the other uh, hominoids. And so here we're talking about, you know, uh, the development of, of, of humans and, you know, and, and these other, you know, kind of uh, individuals that had a common ancestor with us. Uh, we The critical thing is that you know, during the, the late Miocene, about six million years ago, some would say five million years ago, you ask about the dates. Well, the dates are kind of based on um, both uh, uh, genetic uh, uh, dating, uh, but also the, uh, the fossil record, and the two uh, generally uh, coincide as described in your, your textbook. Uh, 